The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Shirley Madera, your purveyor of this definitive source of living your most beautiful life. Now more than ever, it is important for us to see and feel beauty all around us. The coronavirus pandemic certainly has us in challenging times. I've invited some of my friends, some of whom have been guests on the Forever Fab podcast, to list for me and the audience their top five flourishing fab tips for how to thrive and how to flourish in these times of coronavirus. So we're sharing those with you today, and here's what some of them had to say. Happy listening. Hello, my name is Tamsin Fidel, and I was a guest on the Forever Fab podcast with Dr. Shirley Madeer. During the coronavirus pandemic, I offer my top five recommendations for how I'm getting through these difficult times. Number one, get more sleep because it's so important for your body to heal. Number two, I'm writing three things I'm grateful for each morning in the categories of body, environment, and relationships. Number three, I'm doing a lot of reading these days. I'm trying to do at least a few books a week. Number four, make a phone call a day to someone who may need to hear your voice. And number five, staying on a schedule to make sure I have a routine. I hope that helps. Hello, my name is David Kirsch, and I was a guest in the Forever Fab podcast with Dr. Shirley Madhair. During the coronavirus pandemic, I offer you my top five recommendations for flourishing in these difficult times. First, I implore you to maintain a daily regimen of exercise, period. Now, when I say exercise, I don't necessarily mean exercising in the gym because they're all closed. Um, I mean moving your body, connecting your mind and body, period. Vitally important. Number two, supporting your daily movement with an intelligent but not too restrictive nutrition regimen, eating healthfully balanced meals throughout the day. We're getting less movement, so we may want to restrict our calories somewhat. Three, meditation. I know everyone says it, but Closing your eyes and breathing, and it can be as little as one or two minutes 
or it can be a full-on 15 to 30 minutes of just relaxing and meditating and going into a quiet space. Next, if you're like me and you have children and or a mate or you're living with your parents or you're now bunking with people, you need to find your space. You need to find time every day to find that space and connect to your inner soul. Last but not least, managing stress is key. And how do you do it, right? I think movement, I think good nutrition, I think because we have so little control over this crazy pandemic and what the government is telling us, I think it's imperative that we take control of the things that we can take control over, um, our stress levels, trying to minimize and deflect outward stress, eating beautifully, like I said, moving your body, connecting your mind and body, surrounding yourself with loving, kind, enriching people, and using this time to, conversely, edit the phone book. Not always a bad thing to do. Anyway, be safe, be well, and we will not only survive, but we will thrive through this crazy time and beyond. Hi there, I'm Paula Simpson, beauty nutritionist and author of Good Bacteria for Healthy Skin. And I'm here today to talk about five tips to flourish during these stressful times. Um, number one is flourishing gut health, gut microbiome, those good microbes that help to support a healthy immune system, something that is depressed in times of chronic stress. So by gut health, what I mean is consuming foods that are rich in probiotics, both from dairy or non-dairy lacto-fermented foods, um, prebiotic fibers found in fruits and vegetables and beans and legumes. All of these foods are really going to help promote and diversify those good gut microbes that have an influence on your immune system. Actually, more than 70% of immune cells are produced within the gut wall. So that's number one, focus on pre and probiotic rich foods. Um, booster nutrition is another way to nourish the body. So think about antioxidants, again, those fruits and vegetables, the deep dark, dark colored berries and greens are rich sources of polyphenols and anthocyanins that are critical to help um, boost immunity and combat oxidative stress associated with um, chronic mental and physical stress. So that's number one. Number two is booster nutrition. And what I mean by that is I use a lot of broths and teas um, to boost my nutrition daily to help again combat with the stress that we're under. Number three is self-care. So what I have been doing a lot of is you know, making sure that I have an hour a day of self-care. And that just could be anything that makes you happy. Is it reading a book? Is it getting outdoors? Um, is it, you know, uh, meditation, whatnot. And, and that hour can be broken up throughout the day. So I find that doing that for myself 
really helps. Um, myself, I like to start my day off by not looking at social media or emails and just, you know, with full gratitude and intention, setting my day ahead. So that really helps for me. Um, number four is exercise and activity and, and getting outdoors. Um, you know, that is one thing we can do right now is get outside. Um, there was a recent study I re that I read that showed that people that get out into nature, um, that they found cortisol, the key stress hormone, dropped by 30%. So getting out in nature is such an important, not only for the mind and stress, but also for your microbiome, particularly your skin microbiome, and keeping it resilient and healthy and balanced. So get outdoors, get out into nature, gardening. It's my favorite pastime right now. And number five is detoxing my skin um, and, and health right now. It's a perfect time to kind of clean up and declutter your skincare routine. Um, you don't need to apply as many products to your skin, makeup, for example. So I'm really focusing on, on you know, purifying and cleansing and, and nourishing the skin with um, you know, gentle uh, green beauty uh, products or even using some of my own do-it-yourself masks. So one of my favorite right now is my probiotic and honey mask in my book that I use. Um, I often do that or I'll use um, charcoal or, or um, uh, clay, uh, pink clay for my sensitive skin. So natural elements that are going to actually nourish, detoxify and rebalance the skin. So being a little cleaner and gentler on the skin and just purifying it naturally. And those are my five tips for Dr. Shirley Madhira. Have a great day. Be well. Today we have with us virtually Candace Cook Esquire, and she is going to tell us about her fab five ways to flourish in times of crisis. Thank you so much, Candace. Well, I just want to hold space for the fact that the that we're even here is a blessing, and I feel so grateful to to just be energized by the presence of individuals trying to strengthen us right where we are. This is a case in point of just trying to flourish where you are planted. I think right now we are all the roses that are growing from concrete. And so it's, it's really a blessing to be here. I think when I speak about the five things that have, I really will say assisted in maintaining me, throughout this experience. We may see my spouse walking behind me. Uh, the first is gratitude. Whether you are wearing pajamas every day, whether you are wearing fear every day, whether you are wearing desperation every day, every second that we are here and fighting, I think is a moment to be grateful for uh, because we're in it right? We're in it. However, it is, however, we're showing up, we're showing up and we're in it. And so I am grateful for the privilege of being able to complain about something because I, I really, I have seen the devastation and the turmoil that this has caused. I don't think any of us are unaffected by watching the desperation of people losing their jobs, the desperation of individuals losing their businesses, children being hungry, schools being closed, dreams that truly are being deferred by a pandemic. Uh, it's, it's unexpected. And so within, and painful, right? It's painful to be an observer. It's painful to be the one experiencing it. It's hard. This is a hard, hard situation. And I think what's beautiful within all of this darkness is knowing that as long as we're in it and we're fighting through it, there's an end point, right? And so there's survival. And I am grateful 
for the opportunity to, to try to survive, right? Because everyone won't have that in story. And so as we watch loved ones pass and friends pass and what that means, there is just a gratitude of being able to fight through this uh, because that shows we're still here to be fighting. So I am, the one thing I put on every single day is I am, I'm just grateful to be able to complain uh, because I am complaining. Like so many, I, I complain 9 million times a day, uh, but I'm grateful and I recognize the luxury and the privilege of all of that. I mean, even you may have heard mommy hug. So my son has become super affectionate. Uh, he was already, he's two, he was already affectionate before, but he feels it's palpable that things have shifted, things have changed, his schedule is different. And so I'm just grateful for that. Uh, the second thing that I really think has contributed is maintaining boundaries. It sounds insane, but I think now more than ever, we all know that if we're not, unless we are out really truly saving lives uh, and serving as essential workers, a lot of us are sheltering in place and are at home. And what that means is everyone knows you should be home. You should be available, this new level of availability. And that should be is not true. Uh, I think that is a false representation. And it is the first thing that starts chipping away at the reality that you cannot serve from an empty vessel. And so what I have been insistent upon is maintaining boundaries. The fact that I am here does not necessarily mean I am here for you. Uh, it means that I am here. And so no, I'm not answering my phone. No, I am not available for 8 million, whether it's Skype, WebEx, Cisco, Zoom, whatever the case may be, there is not this newfound opening and availability. I don't need to see everyone I communicate with. Uh, I think it's, a lot of people do, and that is lovely. I, I don't. And so because of that, I have maintained, so that's my boundary setting. Other people have their way of saying, I'm not going to answer every text message. I'm guilty of being an emailer. So there, I'm sure I have friends who are like, and my boundary is not responding to your copious emails throughout the day. Whatever it is, maintain them. And so I am very big on maintaining boundaries. I'm very big. Uh, you know, I have a line sister who once said, we're adults and we can all manage our time. And as soon as I heard that, I stole it. And I'm like, we are adults and we can manage our time. But that also means not handing the power of our calendars and our mental space to everyone else because we may be how they feed their supply, but it can be depleting. And now is not the time. It's not the time to be selfish. So it's not leaving your loved ones out to hang, but put your mask on first. And so my first thing has been gratitude and my second, you know, tenant has been, let's reestablish those boundaries and let's be true to ourselves in what really serves us in a pandemic, right? This is not going to be a footnote in the history books. This is living history. And so what is going to best allow us to be our best version of ourselves through this? And for me, it's boundaries. Uh, the third thing, and is some form of routine. 
Now, that is different for everyone, but for me, I am very type A. I need a clean home. If you could see behind me, you would be like, is that your version of clean? So I need a clean home. My husband and child do not. So we are a, we are a constant battle of neatness meets type A meets just let us live and leave us alone. Uh, so I do it in stages, but I need a routine. We do when people are like, oh my God, did you get dressed this morning? I get dressed every morning. My child gets dressed every morning. Uh, my husband gets dressed every morning. It is our same day. We are privileged to be able to work from home. It's just now we have a preschool happening within our home as well. So that's a new dynamic. But routine is critical. So we, our, our schedules really are the same, except they're happening within the home. Uh, and that includes neatness. Certain things change. Like we're not going out to store. My child literally just laughed at my saying that means neatness. It's almost like a menacing, ha, 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 that's what you think. Um, you know, we're not going to stores. We're not going to the drugstore. My, you know, someone asked me, what's been your biggest splurge? I see a depression down the road. There are no big splurges. I'm very excited that I just bought Windex. Like that, I don't even think you understand how much joy I got from knowing that the glass won't have streaks. Like that is, that's a splurge. I'm super excited by the Windex. So, and that's because cleanliness and neatness and excessive order is a happy place for me. For someone else, not being regimented and just being free to just veg out that's going to be their happy place. And I think whatever it is, establishing what your routine is and allowing yourself to have a sense of normalcy in this very abnormal world that we're living in. Uh, the third place, the third thing that I am significantly cognizant of is I'm an only child, making sure that my ability and comfort in separating does not have me in true isolation ongoing and recognizing that you still need a spirit of camaraderie. So I'm blessed to have amazing friends and family and other than the ones who live in my house and making sure that you're available because it's yes, holding your own boundaries and your mental space is critically important, but also being there for the people who need you is critically important as well. And so balancing that off and appreciating that in the midst of all of this chaos, with everything that people have going on, there is something really special about when no. you can show up. You know, no, I'm still not showing up for everything. There are a gazillion things that can happen, and now even more so because people are like, we're all at home. Um, but when you can show up and you do show up, it's meaningful and you can be present and you can enjoy it and get the pleasure out of it in a very different way while also giving pleasure and showing people I care about you too. Uh, we're all going through collective grief and it shows up in different ways. It affects people in different ways. And I think that allowing people to live their truth and not judging how people deal with collective grief uh, is what's going to bring us the greatest amount of joy in the end. The fourth thing, and I think it, this has been something that I found that I thought was interesting. So I am not on social media as much. And I have found that it has maintained my sense of being because everything can be triggering and everything is not intended to be triggering, but the, all of it can feel very trite because everyone processes things in a very different way and there's no wrong way, but it all can look insignificant or silly 
juxtaposed to where we all are in the world. And I'm like, this should not affect me this way. This is, I, everybody, I just want people to survive on the other side. So whatever that means for you and how you get joy, it shouldn't be triggering, but there's a, you know, there's a part of me that wants everyone only posting about collecting food. And then there's a, another part of me that's like, just show the joy there. We are living in this sort of this existential crisis. And so to preclude myself from being like, there are so many bigger things happening. I've had to just take a step away and just live those bigger things. Live, just live, live it. If I want food donations, then go spend your day making food donations, if you know, which is now done online. But or if I want to spend the day texting back and forth with a friend about truthfully a battle of our thoughts about shows that are on Netflix or why no one told us we all needed a sedative to watch uncut gems. All of those things are fair and good for our mental health. So while no one has to take a break from social media, I think recognizing what is not serving you and honoring whatever that is and however that looks. And so that's been a way to keep peace and to keep joy. And then when I do scroll, it's a happy feeling. It's this joy or truthfully, because people do bear their souls, it also can be traumatic. It can be people losing their loved ones, people losing their jobs, recognizing from the tone and tenor of a post that, you know, someone's dream has been deferred because it's not just those individuals who are in the hospital because of COVID, it's everything that stopped because of COVID. Uh, I think about individuals who wanted fertility treatments, where all of that was put on pause, or someone finding out that they may have had a lump. And if it's not critical, in a lot of states, they were like, pause on that. The mental drama that knowing that something could be wrong and not being able to have that addressed in real time it's just beyond. And then I have friends who have loved ones who are oceans away. They don't know when they're going to be able to see them again. Uh, and so just recognizing that if I want to maintain whatever my through line is and knowing that I'm empathetic to how other people feel, knowing what I should step into and what I should avoid to keep joy and also to keep perspective. I, I think that's critical. So for me, it's been a pause from social media. Uh, overall, but it's really just knowing what serves you and being truthful about that. And then the last thing is really taking time to listen to myself. There are times when the priority for me is push through, like suck it up buttercup and push through. Everyone is going through this. It's some of it can be survivor's guilt. You know, if you have the luxury of still working, from home, you better work and stay up all night getting it done because there are people who would kill to be able to do that. Uh, and then there's also this, no, 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 I just watched two news conferences back to back. I think the weekend needs to be a time of straight, basic whatever. Are we making sourdough and banana bread and whatever the case may be? Let's do it. Uh, let's just veg, let's veg out, however that looks. And so normally... I feel that I would be a little bit more refrained from that, but now I just listen. 
when this all started, I remember a group of friends said, one thing we're not doing during this pandemic is dieting. Like, we're not going to worry about how we look. We are going, like, there was this whole thing. And I may have done a, a good month of not worrying, but I've never eaten so many loaves of bread in my entire life. I can make the best bruschetta. I live my best. I am not dieting, dieting life. And then I realized, but you know what else we're not going to be doing when this is over? Getting new clothes. Maybe I need to make sure that I can fit what I was wearing beforehand. And so suddenly things like wellness and dieting is not synonymous with wellness, but I mean dieting in the sense of I'm not thinking about what I'm eating at all. If I eat 12, you know, a day of carbs for 12 days in a row, so be it. Welcome to life. Uh, and then suddenly I was like, I haven't had a vegetable in quite some time. This is what has happened to me. And so now I'm a lot more mindful about the fact that, yes, this is a very new abnormal normal, but I am still who I am. And things that mattered to me before, most things that mattered to me before matter now. And that includes what I'm eating, the vitamins that I'm taking, how I'm showing up in my space, maintaining a sense of perspective, but also giving myself time to really just say, this is absolutely insane what we're living. And it's it sucks all the way around. You know, I find myself going through rabbit holes of people talking about their stores and jobs that have been lost people that I know helping them negotiate their contracts. And what's fascinating to me is in that space, you really are this objective person because you need to be this objective person. But when it's over, you really have a moment to go, I can't believe this is happening to individuals. This is absolute insanity. And the way I am able to say there is insanity and it is insane, but there is also so much good that even if we can't fully see it right now, that truly is happening. People are risking their lives, one, uh, to save others. Two, people are showing up in ways that we could not have imagined, whether it's making sure their computers and laptops and baby monitors so people can say goodbye to their loved ones in the hospital. Uh, people tapping into their family members in ways that they would not have before because of this separation and, and sort of this obligation of now we really can't be close and so we're going to be closer. Uh, and then this sense of community, the seven o'clock cheers at the end of the day that happens in New York. My neighbor is a nurse. So her coming, she hasn't seen her husband and her kids in two months because she sent, they went away uh, because she's working in a COVID ward. And so there really is this sense of community and this sense of people putting their best faces forward for humanity. And that is inspiring. And so when that's the through line, you kind of can say, okay, I gave myself a moment to just fall off the rails, whatever that means. Uh, but now we can drive this. We can pivot our expectations of what what April was going to look like, you know, whatever we thought what May was going to look like, however 2020 was going to be, we are now living the God laughs when we make plans. But we are also still living faith without works is dead. And so what I have, you know, my final thing is just things are not as we expected, but things still are. 
And so because we are still in this race, whatever this race is, we show up the best way we can. We stay focused the best way we can. And we still implement what our paths were. You know, a lot will be broken through this, but a lot will be built. And we are the architects of what gets built next and what can't be broken as hard as it is are our spirits. I think that's what we're maintaining. We're maintaining our spirits. Our spirits. We are truly exercising our resiliency muscle. And as long as that muscle is adequately exercised, no matter how hard, no matter how stressful, no matter how temporarily debilitating, because it's okay to throw a 24-hour pity party because the world is crumbling around us. The reality is we are not under the rubble. It is around us. It is not on top of us. We are still able to get through this. And so the, the goal is to say, we're going to move forward. We are the architects of what's next. And maybe what I had planned will not be able to happen the way I had anticipated or my family structure, or, you know, I have friends who they were going to date 2020. This was their year. Okay. Well, no, they are not dating 2020. They are sheltering in place. You know, or people who really had high hopes of starting their families, all of these things start or started businesses January 2nd only to be closed essentially for most of this year. Uh, and so all of those things can make you ask, why me, why this, why now, what next? Wanna blame, wanna blame yourself, wanna blame others, wanna project. All of those emotions are fair, but none of them need to be forever. They need to come and go because we can get through this. And I think the beauty of it is in tapping harder and doubling down or on whoever you are through this and really saying nothing else has to exist, but I still exist and I can do this. And that has given me really a sense of purpose, a sense of power, a sense of knowing whatever, whatever happens. And I have loved ones who check on me. And I feel like this for so many people, whatever happens, we will be okay. We don't know what okay means. We don't know what the definition of okay is and how that's going to be termed in this greater landscape, but whatever it is, we will be it and we will make it great. And it may not be immediately, but we will be okay and we will define what okay is and it will pivot into what it needs to be to best serve us and hopefully society collectively throughout this. And so that really gives me a sense of hope, a sense of purpose, and a sense of power, because we're not powerless against this. We're just on a pause right now. And I think, you know, we needed a rest. And so that is, that's sort of, those are my thoughts. Hello, everyone. My name is Delia Folk, and I was a guest on the Forever Fab podcast with Dr. Shirley Madera. During the coronavirus pandemic, I offer you my top five recommendations for flourishing in these difficult times. So number one, create something to look forward to. This was something that at one point in this process, I was feeling so lost and talking to my mom and saying, you know, usually if you're going through a hard time or a challenging mental state, you know, you know, at least, oh, at least this trip is coming up or I can't wait for this event or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know when life is getting back to normal. So 
if you don't have anything to look forward to, that can be challenging. So uh, it, even small things like getting dressed up to go on a walk, you know, that's your big event of the day or getting to watch your favorite show in the evening once you're winding down. So scheduling FaceTime with friends and family, for example, for the weekend, like putting things on your calendar, that is super important. So number two is putting things on your calendar. So this helps to make you have a sense of normalcy and like you have a routine and a reason to get up in the morning because if not, I feel like you can lose motivation. You know, in the past, I would get up every day, 6 a.m., head to my Equinox workout class and then come back and my day would start from there. But since you don't have that forced thing and I can't fall asleep anymore. So, so then I'm like sleeping later, which makes me feel terrible and lazy and all of that. So I think having things on your calendar is super important. Number three, dance party. Truly the way that I'm getting through COVID is music and dance. I have rediscovered my love of growing up. My sister and I, I would rope her into putting on plays and productions and performances for the family. So I have started doing that myself because it's an instant mood boost. It gets my heart pumping, my juices flowing, and I am sweating and breathless at the end. And I am feeling truly so much better. And I even filmed some of those so that other people can enjoy. If you go to at Delia Folk and go to my IGTV channel, you can see those karaoke dance party videos. So hopefully... It doesn't matter if you can sing or dance. This is not about being Beyonce because that is hard to achieve. It is truly about just being silly and having fun. Number four, workout. Again, that's something to continue on with your routine. I get up every day. I'm doing at-home workouts or runs, which is not... I really do enjoy going to the gym and taking those classes because I'm a very competitive person. And so I, that does help generate a sense of community, but there's truly nothing like moving your body. And I have so much energy. I have been an energetic person since birth. And so the dance party working out, like how can I tire myself out so that I don't kind of start going stir crazy in this teeny Manhattan apartment. And then five is starting and ending the day with 10 things and I'm thankful. That is beautiful, inspiring, and powerful. And for sure, this is a time of grief, um, of loss, of dreams deferred, maybe for some people dreams canceled, um, of illness, of uncertainty, but we are still here and we are still standing and our spirit is still alive so thank you for your flourishing Fab Five tips for thriving. We're trying to thrive in these times of crisis. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.